Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Jill. I'm Nikki. And I'm Shaysel. So, we're back again. How's everyone doing? Let's hear it. I'm doing okay. I, uh, we switched my meds poos around and I'm actually chilling. But it's definitely, it's lower so I can feel... I feel the less energy, like more in like my brain power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause we were like, we decreased stimulants, which is good. Cause I definitely was on like, I mean, it wasn't too many, but anyways. So stuff like that. Like, I feel like I'm like a little like more like, huh? Cause I <laughs> fucked up. I was supposed to take it down a notch like five days ago now. I fucked up and only started yesterday. Cause I was just like rushing to take my meds. So I took my normal stuff. So uh, yesterday I was tired. I took it long nap and then today oh god I've just been like huh so if I'm stupid today it's because <laughs> my brain is like um where's that chemical <laughs> and it's yeah. looking for it instead of operating properly so yeah my brain be feeling stupid today too because <laughs> um I had pitchfork this weekend uh and I'm feeling very brain dead today I'm also like as I get older, I mean, my hangovers have always been terrible, but as I get older, the hangovers last more days. So I think I'm still, it's not, I'm not in pain, but I'm still mildly hungover from Saturday. So I'm still feeling very brain dead. And also I smoked a lot of weed this weekend at Pitchfork. So brain be dumb right now, <laughs> but I'm trying. Plus I, d- I did the stupid thing of which I'm trying to get better at of like, I always like when I'm unemployed, I chill all day. And then it gets to like 7 p.m. And then I'm like, hey, honey, productive. And I really need to switch that because it, when I start doing that, it literally I can feel the flip in my brain. Like if I don't, if I am actually active in the morning and do shit, my brain is still on. Once I sit around and just watch TV all day, I'm just brain dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm trying that. to get better with that. But overall, I'm I'm feeling mentally better. I don't feel as depressed. So which is that's really good. I'm yeah, happy about I'm that. I've been orange theory again. Yeah. And it's it's good. I'm excited for things again. So yay. Now I'm just working on the motivation piece that's, you know, the eternal struggle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. Right. How about you, Jill? Um, I'm f- I'm fine. I don't know. My brain never works, I feel like. So welcome to the club <laughs> the way um, i just yeah. laughed too <laughs> that's Cave a bill and ted laugh, laugh. No, literally. <laughs> so that's um, the vibe yeah i don't know what i've been doing lately just the same old shit getting drunk on the weekend and then <laughs> safe um, I was working. I was gonna say it seems like you've been having fun like hanging out you've been hanging out with your friends at least like it's not like yeah. you're stuck at home all the time so that's good yeah we're doing I'm trying to do shit during the summer but I feel like I'm so depressed that it's already halfway over dude I know I know that's not fair I agree like I mean June didn't even exist for me and July has been going I mean the whole year has been going by so quickly but July's gone by really quickly too and it's like fuck no Yeah. yeah I for me though it's like today at least out by me it's like a real feel of like ninety two. I and I don't know how to dress cute in the summer. I wear what I'll do is wear like high waist jean shorts and a band tee. That's like my summer outfit. 
so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like September where it kind of cools off and I can wear my cuter clothes again because I hate the heat. I know what you mean with like the, I'll say this quickly about like the fits in the summer. I've always struggled with the summertime with like my fits and stuff because I hate wearing shorts unless they're like really baggy shorts or something. I just hate denim shorts. They feel so uncomfortable. So I avoid them at all costs and it limits a lot of my outfits, but then it's, it's just hard to find the sweet spot. Cause then also when it's cold that I'm like covering my outfit, but I do just like the the happiness of summer and I'm trying to enjoy that as much as I can. And I'm trying to see September as more summery possibly in my mind. It's always been fall because it is, but it really yeah. is also very warm in September. Well, technically it is. You're right. Until summery. like halfway. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. My, Cause my birthday is technically a summer birthday. You're right. Cause it's like, yeah. Mid June to, I guess. Yeah. Mid September is summer. And then Hell it's like yeah. when the school year starts, it's fall because that's like end of September. I know. Usually. Yeah. Or actually, no, I feel like now we would start school at the beginning of September, but then have like Labor Day weekend the next weekend or something. It's like, why don't we just, or not Labor I Day? I know weekend. that was, that was always fucking, fucking fake holidays then. <laughs> I was like, why don't we just wait until after this? I know. Right. That was always, it, I mean, it was, it was nice in the sense that it was like, okay, we got here, we have a fake week, and then it's like party over the yeah. weekend, Labor Day weekend. But then it's also like, why are we here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah. On the topic of, <laughs> of children going to school. <laughs> oh, okay. Is well, that what you were gonna already. say, Joe? I was gonna say on the topic of children. <laughs> okay. Um, we're jumping back into our pedophilia in Hollywood series. So this week we are discussing a little bit of our theories and speculations on why this is such a prevalent thing in Hollywood specifically as an industry which we know that like predators are everywhere unfortunately but we're just trying to figure out exactly what it is about Hollywood that seems to draw the predators into this type of career um and so you know we've already touched on like the preliminary aspects of the actual rules and regulations around this industry. So we got that type of view on why this might be more prevalent in this industry. But now we're going to talk like a little bit more about mixing all of that in with psychology and the other shit that we've talked about, the actual neurobiology. Oh my God. That Why is that word so hard to say? Because <laughs> there's like 70,000 vowels in it. <laughs> Neurobiological shit that's going on um <laughs> we got these men out here with <laughs> concussions apparently <laughs> dead ass uh. for real um yeah so i guess let's just jump in yeah this is gonna be what did you call it socratic seminar <laughs> reddit, <laughs> more open reddit forum. reddit in real life yeah. <laughs> um i was i mean this this goes for like you know this makes sense that with like celeb stuff, it would be hard to find information and everything. But I feel like my entire life on the internet from what I've known of Reddit, I've been able to like, I always search on, there. I mean, I, if I'm doing actual research, obviously I don't search on there, but like, especially for discussions and stuff, I usually do like to search on there, see what people have seen or what they link and all that stuff. Every time that I've ever Googled something and then add Reddit, I find something about it. Unless it's like super hyper specific. I cannot believe 
that it was literally impossible, at least through Google, to find things on pedophilia in Hollywood on Reddit. Like not a single Reddit link came up. That actually makes me curious. Um, Well, this is my theory on why that's the case. So I just watched the QAnon um, docuseries on HBO. It's about like he he like reveals who QAnon is. Like it's not like confirmed, but like it's confirmed. Let's find Um, out. It's Donald Trump. No, it's the owner of 8chan. Not the owner, the admin of 8chan, wow. which was so that's 4chan. Boring. Yeah. And so that's why it's also like fucked up because it's like literally just this like nerdy ass guy. Like when he's interviewing him, he's like sitting cross-legged in front of a ton of like anime shit and he's wearing fingerless gloves. It's like this Ew. is the man that's like it's literally incel. Yeah. It's just it's interesting. It's six episodes long. I would watch it. It's just like I already kind of knew a lot of the stuff because I had listened to a podcast about it because I just find QAnon like that phenomenon so interesting. But it was really well done and very informative. Anyways, so it went through like it gives you a timeline of QAnon too. And so QAnon first posted in 2016 um, and by like 2018, 2019, a lot of he could only post on 4chan. So then 4chan something happened so then they created 8chan and that's why it's the guy in charge of 8chan he took over so we don't know if he was the original QAnon but so he took it over there but so that's the only place Q could post because everywhere else and then especially in 2020 was filtering QAnon discussions out because it was like it was getting so dangerous like any mention of Q like they were like no and so I wonder if like in an effort to like get rid of that type of like false information and stuff like that, like the pedophilia in Hollywood, you know, they're like obsessed with like pedophiles yeah. and Hillary Clinton stuff. If that has fallen under the umbrella of like Q shit that they're kicking out, because there's no way you can have a com- on the internet. There's no way you could have a conversation with that without some Q fuckhead like coming in yeah. and yeah. commenting. And so yeah. that's my, I don't think it's, I mean, I'm sure there's also like, people in power would like pay to get stuff like that taken down but like on a larger scale like i can see that being why like the algorithm like filters it out because q like and that's just another reason that like q fucked it up because it's like there's certain things like that are valid like don't trust the media a hundred percent like you know remain skeptical like do your own research all that kind of stuff but they just like take it so fucking far yeah Um, and i mean like along the lines of like pedophilia in hollywood i feel like arguably some of this stuff could be like obviously i don't believe in the q movement as a whole but arguably some of this stuff like is conspiracy related so to me i'm like i hate that it gets grouped in with that because i mean i feel like it's worth looking into and worth having that information out there regardless of if it's like being seen in the same light yeah well that's one thing they talk about in the documentary is like the whole Jeffrey Epstein situation. Yeah, I was going to say, like, and that were- could be considered, like, QAnon almost because of that's how deep the conspiracy yeah. goes. Yeah. And so it's like that is – I know we've talked about this. Like, that is technically a conspiracy, but it's not – it's a confirmed conspiracy, so it's not conspiracy theory, but it's still conspiracy. Um, You know, like, that's the yeah. nuanced difference. And they made a good point. The filmmaker was like – all the Q people were obsessed with like, oh, look at his ties to the Clintons. Look at the ties to this, which are important to look at and like be suspicious. But then like when people would be like, what about his ties to Trump? They're like, oh, uh, uh, Trump like, was who? like trying to expose him. 
no, he wasn't, you know? And so it's like, right. By being best friends with him. Yeah. So that's another (laughs) thing where it's like, okay, you guys right now, you have like a bird in the hand. Like you are, here you go. Here's stuff that you can point at and prove it. And you're still being freaking idiots because they want it to be a specific narrative, you know, instead of just being like, let's address pedophilia and sex trafficking. They're like, let's address the Clintons sex trafficking and drinking their blood. I watched, okay, this is the last thing I'll say about that documentary because it does, obviously it like ties up with all this pedophilia stuff, but, um, and it is common in Hollywood. And so that's why it's like people believe these conspiracies because it's, you know, to an extent it's true, but somebody, Anderson Cooper was like interviewing somebody like after basically the fall of QAnon, which is like after January 6th, every, like oh, the yeah, um, rush on the Capitol and then Trump being like, yeah, like actually like he did win <laughs> and like shutting up <laughs> about it everywhere banned Q. And then a lot of people kind of were like, eh, like, let's find something else to do. And so he was like interviewing this one guy that was like an XQ supporter. And the guy was like, yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry that like I believe that you like drank baby's blood. <laughs> and Anderson Cooper was like, you actually you believed like that I consumed <laughs> blood from human babies. And he was like, yeah, no, I believed it. I'm like these people are <laughs> fucking wacko. Like, why can't you just fight for a good cause and not turn it into this like stupid ass shit? Like, ugh. God. I feel like that's a whole other conversation. Like how, how closely linked believing certain conspiracies and like mental illness is. Yeah. Well, I know people who are like more partial to like delusions. Like, yeah, are all victim to it. But there's also got to be other stuff. Like, even like I could see like depression. You're like depressed with the state of the world and so it feels easier to be like oh here's these evil lizard people drinking blood those are the bad guys let's go after them instead of just being like people kind of just suck in general and like we have to figure out how to deal with that you know i want to add something i want to add a couple things but something in particular with the narrative thing that you mentioned but first i completely agree with your point i definitely like as i was looking for everything i'm like okay it's good that i can't find that many things specifically i didn't i mean i did think of QAnon. i was but i was also thinking just in general with like conspiracy theorists and stuff i thought okay that's definitely why i can't find these things and i myself feel sus even looking this up because I know. even though no one is like i mean as far as i know they are monitoring everything but they're not like as far as i know they're monitoring you right but in my mind i'm like literally like wanting to hide as I'm looking up this stuff because I'm like, guys, I promise whoever's watching me and I promise I'm not becoming for research person. only. Yeah, for real. No, they would see that and be like, that's out of character for Shaysel. It for must real. be like a specific for <laughs> real. reason. She's on us. Um, but the narrative thing, um, I just want to quickly mention this. I don't know how much there is to say about it, but I, I read an interview about Corey Feldman, which we talked about him a while ago. He's like a child actor from the 80s and the Lost Boys and stuff. That's a big, one of the main if not only at least like that like is actually public about it one of the main celebrities that's like very actively trying to fight pedophilia in hollywood and stuff like that and speaks against it all the time and he mentioned how well first of all i maybe we talked about this but i can't remember i know that we talked about his friend Corey haim who experienced the same thing and died i think from an overdose after all the years of trauma and everything that he endured i did we talk about the fact that he wasn't included in the in memoriam for the academy awards that year when he died um yeah well i don't know if we talked about it on here but i definitely saw we didn't talk about it on here because i didn't know why wasn't he included they 
they found it sus. Like, but I don't, I don't know why he wasn't included. But whenever, whenever he died, he wasn't included. And another thing is that he mentioned is that I think there was someone. Let me see what my notes say. I think there was someone that like wanted to talk about something about pedophilia in Hollywood at some event or something, and they wouldn't let it happen, but they would let the Me Too conversation happen. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It says, I wrote down interesting that Hollywood's okay with me too, but not Corey Feldman talking about pedophilia. And it made me think like, I mean, I'm sure that the people were fucking terrified people in power that were part of, you know, the predators. I'm sure that they were terrified when me too happened. And I know that that like really moved forward, moved forward a lot of things. And I'm glad that movement happened, but it's like, once that happened, they created the narrative and they had some people become the scapegoats with the people that were framed already, like Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, like all of those people. And I think that with this, like more specifically pedophilia in Hollywood, they have less control over that narrative. So they want to stick to things like that. It almost makes me think of like, you know, like neoliberals versus leftists nowadays, which I think we all consider ourselves leftists, where it's like they're like brushing the surface of the issue and like they're doing enough to make it seem like, oh, see, like we know what the issues are. We're making changes, but like without making actual changes, because then that would also jeopardize their stature. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's just interesting when he made that Me Too connection. I was like, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, too, if like because Me Too, I feel like got a lot of uh, momentum on Twitter at least from what I understand, that's like where it gained the most steam. So I wonder if it, they were like, okay, well, this is happening. So now we need to embrace it, but control the right. narrative. And like, they're trying to prevent the pedophilia discussion from happening. But it is interesting, like, okay, if that does get enough momentum outside of Hollywood, like on social media, how are they going to address it? Like, is it going to look similarly where there's like a few True. guys, which rightfully so get prosecuted, but then yeah they use them as scapegoats and be like see solve the problem it's like right no i mean like these men clearly needed to be imprisoned but like they're the extreme examples like the point is that it happens to everybody like it's not just like jeffrey epstein and his like pedophilic sex trafficking island like right that's an extreme example and should yeah and should be taken care of but also like women are sexually assaulted all the time it's you know it's not just that solves the problem right Right. i do think it's interesting to think about how like both of these types of like issues are such prevalent things in hollywood because like i it's so interesting to me to think about how long hollywood has existed in its current state and like how long it's taken to finally bring these things up to discussion and like expose people over like literally a hundred years that's so um, true. almost like exactly I feel like a hundred years so I'm just like why is Hollywood one of like the only industries that wants to stay archaic and wants to stay in like this golden age era of like the 1920s Hollywood like I don't get why that's like still the image they want to maintain I feel like it's like that and the government like both want to like yeah. keep stuff <laughs> traditional and i think it's like both of those things were traditionally run by white men like in theater in general and so like when women were joining it's like kind of like they had to do what they had to do to like stay in there so they probably put up with more sexual assault and stuff like that i mean i don't want to assume anything but that's just kind of how it is like 
and that's probably how they would treat yeah. it. Like, you know, like I'm doing a favor, you a favor, letting you join the industry. So you, you know, I mean, that should still happen. Oh, me a favor. Today. Yeah. And so I wonder, I think, but that's my point yeah. is that I think like, then that was established. So now they want to keep it that way. And if they like start changing it to be more equal, then they're going to lose the ability to like take advantage of women and children that way. And same with like the government, like if they let minorities get more power, they're going to lose all that power, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it is about that, that I'm just like, I don't get the motivation, which like, I'm sure none of us truly understand the motivation. Like, of course we know, okay, money and like power, but like, like, I feel like that's just not enough. Like, I feel like that's not enough to motivate people to like, keep like keep up an industry where you literally make money off of like assaulting people and like being a predator, like where you want people to be like that to be willing to do that shit for you yeah it's like what at a certain point like okay i get like you're inclined to do that type of thing so you do it but then once it starts getting to like you have to pay people off yeah. and you have to do all this shit and you have to jump True, through a though. thousand hoops like right find a different hobby like, like is it worth it yeah like okay i get it when it when it was easy and simple i mean i don't get it <laughs> right. still like it's like so horrible but like yeah, it's yeah, it's like at a certain point. But I wonder too, again, if it's like I feel like a lot of these people are like narcissists. And so I wonder if it's like they enjoy the part of the pulling the strings and paying yeah. people off. I guess too. that's part of it. Yeah. That like enjoying manipulating people and like seeing how far you can get yeah. people to go to do shit that you want them to do. Yeah, and like see what you can get away with. Like I can see it being less about like the actual like sexual act and more of like I did it to this woman and got this person to shut up about it and yeah the, you know like just again like controlling and like the thrill of it yeah, yeah. That it is this like secret I, I even I did write down too that I said it, this is like a more speculative theory of mine and obviously it doesn't explain everything but it's like we guys were just saying I think it's like they're they realize they're above the law in these ways and they want to keep getting away with it because like just like Trump has with like so many fuck I mean so many other people too but Trump has gotten away with so much shit that has been so overtly criminal activity um that I think that they do they do get off on the fact like oh I'm invincible type of thing and because they can just keep paying people off and it's interesting on the point of like the government and uh the connection with hollywood and stuff it's so interesting to me because when i dated my ex a long time ago despicable human being um that was uh (laughs) his family was very conservative and whenever like during the oscars or something whenever like some politician would say something about the environment climate change anything like that they'd be like why can't celebrities shut up about this stuff? Why can't they leave politics? Blah, blah, like all that type of shit. And then it's so, it's just so ironic because like, although they, I guess some people try to make it seem like the government Hollywood are these separate entities. And obviously there are some celebrities that go against like what the government wants and what Hollywood wants and everything. Fuck. I'm losing my train of thought because I'm so brain dead right now. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. They make it seem like they're separate entities and everything, but at the same time, it really feels like a lot of the times the the industry of Hollywood is just the public face of the government because yeah. it is so interlinked with everything. Yeah. No, I mean, and I feel like, like, I know this is a completely different culture, but I feel like K-pop or at least like original K-pop can be seen as like the extreme form of that where it's like, they literally are like, like controlled yeah, by the government. Like, I feel like, like there's a word they're they're government puppets pretty much. Mm-hmm. yes yeah and so i 
I don't know a lot about K-pop. I know, like Shaysel, you said, like in the past couple of years, it's been better than it was. And I think it's because people start realizing yeah, how much exactly. of puppets they were. But it's like that. Yeah, that definitely happens to an extent in our industry because it's like the people who are like perpetrating the narrative that the government wants could get away with more shit because they're like, well, you know, like we'll let it slide. And then the people who are speaking out, you know, then that's when they get like trash articles written about them and stuff like that. Yes. I, I vividly remember when I was rewatching an explained episode on K-pop, which I watched a couple of years ago and I rewatched it with Shelby a couple of months ago. And I remember thinking before then too, before she explained more about K-pop and some of the research I did, I knew that like they were kind of government puppets and everything. I mean, literally starting back whenever it started back in the, I can't remember what year, but it was definitely at some point after the sixties, I think that it was like straight up. Like, I mean, it was made to for like government propaganda and stuff like that. Like the songs they sang were inherently political and (laughs) it was easy to think like, Oh, well it's different here or something. I mean, I didn't fully think that because I know, I know that that's not the case, but for a second within the same time of watching the episode, I'm like, oh, I guess it's different here because that's not how it is. Not, it's not that extreme. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, no, like a hundred percent it's connected. Hollywood is a hundred percent connected because any, they're all just in power period. And when you have money and you're in power, you're just in the same way that like Elon Musk is connected to like celebrities and musicians and whatever, you know, just because like if you have money and if you have any sort of stature in society, like you are somehow connected with all of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah, it's just so. Gross. I feel like both Hollywood and the government, for like obvious reasons, are very old money, like e- extreme yeah. wealth and power, and the people that are running those the shit behind the scenes. And plus, yeah, well, and there's like nepotism. Yeah. Plus, they're definitely stuff, yeah. all like old men, mostly, yeah. or at least most of the like very well known, rich, powerful producers and directors are older white men still so it's just still like a completely a a rich white boys club and that alone like wants to uphold all these old ass archaic standards and like regulations that benefit no one but them yeah well and like one thing i've thought about um and this kind of more directly i know like all this connects to our topic but this is kind of like why why does hollywood have such a like pedophilia problem um is like how i was kind of saying like the people who do it are like narcissistic like i feel like the people who end up getting really really far in life usually i would say 95 percent of the time are like sociopathic or narcissistic or both or, like, have some sort of, like, personality disorder where they lack empathy just because living in a capitalistic society, like, competition is, like, inherent. And so the people who can be more cutthroat and brutal and, like, not care how they affect others get further. And so it's, like, okay, then once they get that far, that's why they pull that shit. Because it's, like, why – because I've thought, like, why does everybody in power – like in Hollywood or in the government or something like why are they all fucking sketchy ass shitty people and it's because like to get there to an extent you need to be like a sketchy ass shitty person like if we think about like AOC like she's like dope as hell and she's if she were like a white man she probably would be further than she is right now already you know and it's like because she's 
being kind and like I don't know. It's just like annoying. I know. Doesn't want to. <laughs> like, why do you guys people? get it? You deserve it. Because Hollywood is such big money. Like it attracts people who want a lot of money and influence and power. Just how we're saying like the government uses Hollywood to like express things. Like people use Hollywood to like push their agendas and opinions for better or for worse. You know, like Jordan Peele with like Get Out, you know, like that was yeah. really important, like stuff like that. But then the people who think that their voice is the number one most important thing on the planet then join that. And then, yeah, it ties into the like, how far can I take it? Untouchable, all that kind of stuff. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, th- I think obviously there are so many factors. I think that the primary things are the narcissism um, that they have going into it. I, I completely agree with what you said. And it's an interesting take about them having some sort of personality disorder to get the people who get really, really far in life, which is true because they all do fucked up shit to get there and they do fucked up shit when they're there because something yeah. is fucked. Uh, and so I, I completely agree. And I think that there's like, uh, which this falls into the same thing, but I think there is a power dynamic too of like, okay, this is going to sound like I'm victim blaming. That's not what I'm trying to do. But like the cases where if someone wants fame and that's where what they've been told or shown that they have to do because they're being groomed by people. So yeah. that's part of it among many other things. And also I thought about this aspect, like you're being groomed by people that like you possibly idolize yeah. too. So it's like, it's that's, like a whole That was something level. I had written down is like, not only are you around these people most likely every day for months like they are literally your boss also yeah and i'm sure you like respect them depending on who it is and like how well known they are but i mean any person you work with that you know is higher up than you you should likely respect um and especially when it's somebody that's legitimately famous like it's probably so hard to not feel like you're obligated to to a point to do that or like maybe like you convince yourself that you want to because it's a person yeah. that you know is famous or that you respect so much but also I'm not a victim blaming but I'm just trying to like eyes oh, right. and see I, from their point of view I, I completely agree and it made me think I mean with actual celebrities it's a whole different level of idealize of idealizing and stuff or idolizing i guess either but it immediately made me think of the movie the devil all the time have you guys seen it no no this is a uh, it is a spoiler so i'm trying to think um i mean are you guys gonna watch it i it's should i watch it like is it a good movie I think so. I think so. I so I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say okay, it. Yeah, so, don't give us it's a drama. Case, then. Yeah, I think you should watch it. So I'm not gonna say it. But it made me think. If listeners have seen the movie, I think I think you'll possibly see what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna say more, so I don't give anything away. But it immediately made me think of that. And in in Hollywood, it's a whole different level because it's like a literal celebrity, which the whole like all of society for the most part, to an extent, idolizes. Right. And sees is like above. Yeah, human. like that's that's a good point because even if it's a celebrity that you don't like, I feel like I would still, if I had met the person, I would still like. I mean, I wouldn't know how to act most likely. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's also like they're a celebrity for a reason. Like other people like them. Right. Right. And so it goes into the like, because I know I struggle with this to an extent. Like. If I don't like 
something that's like popular like I don't enjoy it or something or enjoy an actor like I feel like I'm being a party pooper and like being shitty and stuff and so it's like oh like okay I don't really like this person but other people like them so I feel like I should like them and should respect them and stuff like that like that feeds into it again like the power dynamic of just like a lot of people look up to this person so right like so I should too I guess question mark yeah yeah especially there's a reason all these people like them so even if I don't like there's a reason right and I feel like that social force alone is enough and then on top of that the aspect where they're literally grooming you and making it seem like they care for you or whatever and all that so like on top of that it's like they are establishing some level of relationship with you so you already feel special plus there are celebrities you feel extra special and blah blah and obviously we've known i mean i can't think of a a specific example but they've shown it in so many movies where they make the kid feel like they're special and whatever and yeah it's it's so fun oh my god this is I mean, it's not a complete change of subject, but this is like a random comment. Um, do you guys know uh, the Prince family on YouTube? Oh, yeah. They're a family I've channel. I've heard of them, but I don't know. Are like, they the ones that – oh, no. okay. I do know them, but I'm th- I had the Ace You probably know the Ace. Mind, but I do know the yeah, Prince so it's not – Because <laughs> they're also insane. Prince family. Yeah. So the Ace family is like pro- – like they're like the top dogs and they just suck ass. <laughs> Prince family – sucks ass um i watch a ton of like i know joe watches these kind of things too like i like watching like deep deep dives on like social situations like um and i've definitely talked about them on here before but so one of the guys i like jay aubrey even though i've already watched a deep dive on the prince family he just released another one so i watched it last night um because it's just different when a different person makes it and i forgot they're five years apart which like isn't like insane however they met because they both worked at pizza hut when he was 20 and she was 15 and he was training her and he's like commenting like oh i was like trying to make her nice and comfortable because like i knew like i wanted to get in that and stuff okay um, like okay well she was a child and so pizza hut found out and fired him which like good for pizza hut so like why is pizza hut doing more to protect the children of america (laughs) than like the fucking government and like hollywood is there a bug or a smell there's a fucking gnat that won't go away i watered my plants from the top again i did i did bottom watering for a while so that they would fucking stop with this shit and the second i i think i'm in the clear for a couple months got some gnats again fuck these hoes oh my god i'm pissed sorry no it's fine it's yeah i mean that's basically it that i was like okay so even pizza hut's like Right. Let's, well, actually, they before they like fully hooked up, they knew that he was sniffing around, and so they moved sniffing. him. <laughs> they were like, go to a different location, like, and so that they wouldn't work together to try to like get rid of it. And then he got her pregnant when she was seventeen. Oh my god! And oh my so god. that's when they fired him because it was like confirmed that they were like fucking yeah. around, and they were like, that's so inappropriate. Damn. So again, Pizza Hut coming through for real. Government. It sounds like. Step MGK. up. Take MGK <laughs> worked at Pizza notes. Hut. Who would have guessed? Know. Honestly, I, I feel like you, I would have. You <laughs> yeah. saying like as you were explaining that again, I immediately thought of MGK. Yeah. I wonder if he got fired <laughs> from Pizza. Have we, t- have That's we how talked he became about a him? SoundCloud rapper? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we talked about him, but 
MGK is like a soapbox I get on because people don't realize how like people think like he's stupid or whatever or like annoying, but it's like no, like he's literally a pedophile. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and it drives he me crazy that people don't himself. know. <laughs> yeah. And so any chance video. I get, I like MGK like says he likes Josh. Know, you know, like because is I'm it like, Hulu gave him a platform to have a documentary. Yeah, I think it's Hulu. like okay. Why? Yeah. Also, who's asking for that? No one. Literally, who's asking for that? Like, as if the amount of the amount of times that no true though the amount of times that I've seen on Twitter and and Instagram of people saying like, please stop. Like, I'll see screenshots of screenshots of people like um, blocking their names on like you know Twitter and stuff that doesn't come up because they're so fucking sick of having him and Megan Fox shoved down their throat. So on top of that especially who the fuck is asking for this documentary like we're all like enough (laughs) well that's actually another thing you know i wonder if like the powers that be wanted like wanted and expected them to be like an it couple right and so they were that's why they were really pushing it and they're still trying to push it like they're not giving up you know like i wonder if that's another thing where like because it's like why 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 drop it nobody fucking especially because megan fox like has been very outspoken about not wanting to be recognized just for her sex, like for being a sexualized person. And then she turns yeah. around yeah. and makes her entire relationship sexual, sexually focused and oriented. Like, yeah. I don't really understand that. Like, girl. I think something bigger is going on yeah. there. Honestly, it probably is. I mean, they talk about doing like blood rituals all the time. Yeah. So, like some major sex cult yeah. shit. <laughs> like, they're sketchy as fuck. He's just guys, like so gross. Sorry. Do you guys remember exactly what he said in that one video? Because I yes, feel like we should. Explain I do this. remember. <laughs> Are you talking about the one like about Kendall? He was where he's like fifteen and sixteen year olds aren't shouldn't be that hot. The one specifically about Kendall Jenner. Yeah, that's what well, I, I was thinking about the one where he's. Do you know the quote I'm talking about? It probably is I from the so. same video. He's also yeah. He alludes to that in this one too. But this one, like, it was already overt. But this was like explicit, like. Not, I mean, not explicit content. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's pedophilia, but it was like explicitly pedophilia. He, he was like, you guys are like, I think Kendall Jenner was what, like 16 or 17 at the time. And he was like, you guys are telling me if you're alone in a room and Kendall Jenner's standing there naked, you wouldn't have sex with her? Here, this, <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. This is, it was a tweet. He said, I wish 13 slash 14 slash 15 year old girls weren't allowed to be so hot. I wouldn't feel like such a creeper when I look at them. I'm still 19. Uh, uh. So like, um, but by the time you're 19, you're 19, you graduated high school and you're looking at middle school girls. Right. That's a 13 and 14 right. year old. And like, like that is so disgusting. There's a, there's a, there's a little 13 year old between having an intrusive thought like that and then like vocalizing it and putting it out into yeah. the world and like ruminating on it and then deciding that that's a thought you should like keep going in your mind. Right. Yeah. You should like, act yeah. on that clearly i think that shows like he's so he doesn't realize like how problematic it is for him to just like say shit like that yeah and that's a person that does not need a fucking platform right i have something to say about the age thing specifically that i really wanted to mention so i as i'm looking to see what people are saying about uh, specifically pedophilia in hollywood and stuff i do find like very few reddit posts that are like loosely related to it some of them just talking about pedophilia and movies and stuff. And naturally they brought up the movie cuties, which we've discussed. Mm-hmm. And I see that there is this like link to a book that someone mentions called are all men pedophiles, which at first I thought like, Oh, that 
<clears throat> interesting title. Sorry, one second. I thought interesting title. I assumed that it was people like trying to prove that that's the case. So I wanted to see what their point was. And it's the opposite. It's one of those like men rights people. Oh. That's like, you guys are villainizing us, whatever. And as I'm reading the Wikipedia the first summary on this absolutely book. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, literally. Like it's <laughs> absolutely not. You're wrong. I'm trying to see exactly. I, I wrote down part of what he said. I think the tagline yeah, the tagline of the movie is 18 is just a number. And he expressed that. For that, cuties? So the principal. No, no, no. It just said, this is just like him talking about this in general. Oh. I mentioned cuties as like an example of what the Reddit was, post was what the Reddit post was talking oh. about. But like this book, all men are, are all men pedophiles. Oh, okay. I was His thinking tagline is, tagline. I see. Oh, yeah, that. no, no. It's, I don't know what actually it is. I don't know why I said book. It is a movie, but it's a it's it's the movie that's are all men pedophiles. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's a documentary exploring pedophilia hysteria and the witch oh, hunt against God. men. Yeah, and with the tagline, the the main claim that this movie is trying to make is that all men. <laughs> he's so fucking stupid <laughs> for this. He said all men are hebophiles, which I know we discussed before. That's the, oh, like get over yourself. I know it's still pedophilia, but it's it's like the uh, instead of prepubescent, it's pubescent children. And it's like, first of all, as I'm rereading that now, you literally said you literally said that you are a pedophile, basically by saying that all men are hebophiles. <laughs> so he's nice like, one. look, I would fuck a 16 year old, but I'm not a pedophile. Come on, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And it's and it's so interesting because I I thought, okay, if we're following like his train of like his his logical train of thought, whatever the fuck is logical process, 18, like in general, choosing 18 as a legal age we can say that that's arbitrary. And then I thought, no, that actually makes it worse. Cause if we're, if we're trying to base it on like, okay, if it wasn't arbitrary and it was actually based on like when people can make appropriate decisions and everything then I'm like, Oh no, that's actually worse because then it's like, it should be anyone. Like, I'm not saying this has to be the case, but like it should technically be anyone that's like under 25. If, right. we're, if we're trying to base it off of like some sort of scientific basis on when someone can actually like have a uh, developed prefrontal cortex and make the appropriate decisions and not have the power dynamic and all this stuff. So it's like, you're, you're making your point even worse by saying that 18 is just a number because like that that that's already like what's the word when it's like um doing more than enough redundant i can't think of no i think is it egregious let me see hold on superfluous i don't know if it's okay let me it's i'm trying to say it's like it's already like in your favor if you are like a pedophile i guess that 18 is the legal age of being an adult because that's already super fucking young so it's like for him to be saying do you guys do you guys know what i'm trying yeah. to say yes. i'm like struggling yes um so i'm going in circles now but yes like it's just i found this and it was just ridiculous and i don't want to watch it because obviously this movie is so fucked but i am going to read the rest of the wikipedia later because i need to see what the fuck this person is thinking i feel that um Really fast, I found the Kendall Jenner quote. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I have a comment on that. Yeah, so I have some comments on that too. He said, um, oh, well, this is exactly what the article says. When the interview asked if he, MGK, was counting down the days until she was 18. Oh, yeah. And then the article goes, which is a creepy question in and of <laughs> itself. MGK responded, I'm not waiting till she's 18. I'll go now. I'm 23. I'm not like a creepy age. I'm 23. She's 17 and she's a celebrity. There's no limits right there. 
So, okay, so that kind of proves the point that we feel like celebrities are narcissistic, first of all. And also, why do they get special sexuality privileges? Well, so so that kind of goes to the thing I was going to comment on of the, like, are all men pedophiles thing. Like, I know we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of beauty standards that want women to look younger, like, not having stretch marks, not having pubic hair, like, or just body hair in general. Being skinny having, as fuck. Um, wrinkles. Yeah. Have like having like basically an adolescent body type, like all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting. I've, I've like known that like they want us to look barely legal, you know, and, um, which is like literally like, a, I'm pretty sure a porn site, but, um, oh God, yeah, there's like, um, it's interesting beauty standards are like widely controlled by Hollywood. If a lot of the Hollywood people are pedophilic, then it would make sense that they were like, this is who's sexy, these people who look young. Yeah. And then the rest of us are consuming them, being like, oh, that's what's sexy, people who look young. And then we've talked about like how teenagers are like sexualized, like in like high school movies and stuff like yeah. that. And so I feel like that's kind of where MGK gets it. Like she's a celebrity, like there's no limits. Like I'm sure in his head he's like she's already been sexualized in this way, so why can't I just have sex? Right. With her? Not that not agreeing with him, but just like I feel like that's where that logical hoop that he jumped through came yeah. from. Okay, okay. I have this quote that I read from an article that it kind of relates to that. Um, it says Pedophilia may seem taboo and despised by the masses, but an honest appraisal of our culture at large reveals otherwise. I propose that pedophilia is actually rewarded and celebrated and that our entire culture and understanding of sexuality is constructed around what seem to be pedophilic desires. And they call this pedophile culture, which, I mean, basically just describes what you just stated. Like, almost all beauty standards for women are based off of looking young, being more, like, childlike, being a quote-unquote girl instead of a woman, being date dainty and cute innocent yeah wearing like i don't know like small clothes clothes that are tight on your body and then not not even just like even like stacky boobs yeah you know they want you to have like perfect boobs it's like literally name a woman who doesn't have saggy boobs right except when they're right then they're like there's not enough and then like going even farther pornography regarding pedophilia is like insanely prevalent like the amount of content that is about like teen barely legal school yeah. girl all this type of like gross shit like almost all of it I, I yeah. mean i don't know what porn sites people out there be using but i guarantee if you go on pornhub right now the top 10 videos are gonna have at least one word re- relating to someone being a young girl or like yeah. college girl high schooler just turned 18 type of shit and like that just also feeds into the standard or like the view that people have on what things turn them on and what their sexuality is. So they start watching that shit and then they're like, okay, well like now I can only get turned on by this type of content. And then that bleeds into real life where they see someone that's their actual age and they're like, ew, that's fucking disgusting. How could I date a woman that's the same age as me? And then they just want people that are younger and also regarding what you just said nikki about like that feeding into a kind of like loop where 
you know, people in Hollywood are cast as these younger characters, like older teens, and then they're sexualized in those roles. I feel like that completely creates this like feedback loop of people also in the industry thinking that that's like what is attractive and, you know, what should be the type of desires that you have for a, a, a person that you want as a partner. So like, not only are they indoctrinating all of us with these beauty standards, but they also subconsciously are influencing themselves by like producing that content, making it, you know, coming up with it in general, and then just putting yeah. in nudity and like sex scenes and all that with, you know, high schoolers and people even younger yeah. than that. Like it just com- it normalizes it to the point where it becomes something that you find pleasure in. Yeah. One thing I about the like porn thing one thing that i like at least like i haven't gone on we use um telegram to like work i don't know uh network i haven't like done that in a while um but people now people don't do it because we've like shamed it enough but some girls would use their like advertisement like you know you use like a sentence or two to like advertise your page they would say like if it said like barely legal or like just turned 18 or something like that, like everybody would be like, no, that's pedo baiting. Like, we're not going to post that. Like, I'm not going to advertise for you. You need to change that. And like, after like a couple months of that, like people don't do it anymore, but I'm like, okay. good. Like, that's what like the porn industry needs to do. Like the women in that industry need to like, like, I'm happy that that was happening because it's like, that's the men aren't going to do that, you know, and the girls who do it are falling victim to like, oh, this is what's sexy and I can advertise that way. Like they need other women to be like, no, 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 don't do that. You know, it's just crazy to think how like, I I guess I had a thought of, I mean, I had, I had thought about the porn aspect and how so much of it is tailored to like, obviously like some sort of pedo baiting, like literally, I know it's not all of it, but like, oh my God, almost all of it has to do with that which is fucking crazy but it's it literally is like breeding some type of like pedophilia in people as well because it makes people think that like that is what sexy and that is and whatever and I don't know I'm thinking of like I remember when I was in middle school and like we were in health class and stuff and we were learning about sex for the first time in school and whatever and I remember whenever if they ever talked about porn, you know, they'd make a point of like, you know, this isn't like what actual people look like and whatever, like to make people like not have insecurities. And now I'm realizing like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's because these people are supposed to look so young and like adults don't look that way. And like as you get older in general, you don't look that way. And I never thought about it. I, I just never thought about how all the beauty standards and everything are linked back to that. Like, I think you've alluded to it before, Jill, but particularly the the part about being skinny and what you said about the perky boobs, Nikki, like I knew that that was, that was, those were beauty standards and that's arbitrary, but that's never been enough for me to like stop having that internalized belief. But now that I realize, oh my God, it's because all of these attributes are like pedophilic <laughs> attributes to an extent of what sexy I'm like oh my god no the thing that drove it the thing that drove it home for me was when when i read something about the body hair thing of like body hair is unattractive Hmm, who doesn't have body hair children well they have like arm hair or whatever but like pubic hair though yeah yeah and like armpit hair too um it's just 
Damn. Yeah. Like that's what drove it home to me because I, I again I knew like, oh, they like I'm like younger, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, oh no, like that's like that's fucked up. Like that's yeah. They and so then yeah, I extrapolated. So like that's why wrinkles are bad and stretch marks and like stuff like that, because every woman has stretch marks somewhere on their body. Yeah. You know, but girls don't. Or like preteens right. don't. I'm just mind blown right now because like literally like there is not a single beauty standard, at least like Western beauty standard that I can think of that isn't linked back to it's because like that those are young attributes. I'm I'm yeah. like so fucking mind blown right now. Yeah. Like literally when you said the wrinkles thing, I had just been thinking like wrinkles, like literally everything, which I knew that again, those were still arbitrary beauty standards because like we liked just that youthful look. And then now I'm like, oh, my God. It's because of pedophiles. Yeah, I know. It's just to think about how it's even affected women to the point where they're they strive yeah. to look like that, and to the point where we go through pain and suffering to get there. Yes, and I mean, I I know yeah. we've talked about this not on the podcast, but we've discussed like wanting so badly to get back to feeling that youthfulness and to feeling like you're young again. So not only does it transfer from beauty standards but it also transfers to like literally how we view ourselves and how we view our lives yeah. and how we like imagine ourselves at our peak self is being young yeah yeah like we're like taught that like essentially we're past yeah. our peak because we're, we're useless now yeah dude i'm i'm having like a <laughs> groundbreaking moment right now like this fucking, <laughs> it's fucking crazy because i i always knew that these tied back to like like i said like oh yeah because like we we like our beauty standards have to do with like looking young and everything and, and it's and i'm like it's and i've always thought why the fuck do men want like why why does it matter that like we have to look young whatever and i thought that was just because it was the beauty ideal and stuff and, and now just to, to realize that it's because like what men find sexy and th- they tend to be the ones in power is children yep. i'm like oh my fucking god yeah. i mean it's not gonna stop me from like like i have botox and i have lip fillers and it's not gonna stop me from like doing that type of shit but because I like what my skin looks like without that. And at the same time, I just can't believe that it's has to do with that. What the fuck? Ew. Ew. Yeah. It's a, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, it doesn't like, I still fall fall victim to like insecurities that are under that standard, you know, like at the end of the day, that's like what we're bombarded with and that's like what we learned. And so like, it's not like realizing that like all of a sudden like cures you of all like insecurities, but it's just like, it does, at least for me, it does help if I'm starting to feel insecure about like, like my stretch marks or something. Like if I start focusing on them, like keeping that in mind helps me kind of like move past it faster than I think I would have before realizing yeah. that. Like, cause it's, again, it's always like, oh, well, beauty's not the beholder and like beauty standards are arbitrary. But like, since there are society's beauty standards, we're taught that they're the right ones, but then yeah. being like, oh, but they're like founded in this bullshit it definitely helps yeah like move forward from it yeah exactly even though, I, like, I, I can still never have those thoughts exactly because i i've for a while been very stagnant in the being able to move forward it's like okay yeah i have a self-awareness i know where this comes from and all this stuff and now there is the moving forward of like oh it doesn't end at the beauty standard it goes much deeper than that and what the beauty yeah. standard is actually based on right and I just yeah. can't believe I, I just can't believe it. I know that like all these beauty standards also have to do with like, you know, us being sexualized as women or anyone that's like femme and stuff like that. But it's 
oh my god the fact that it's actually just a sexualization of children is yeah. wow and, and that's why that person's documentary are all men pedophiles i'm like yeah I was like, like yeah, I know. I thought it, I thought it was going to be actually. a commentary so on too. the beauty standards. That's why I that's why I thought of it because I thought that's where it was going to go. Of like, like no, like not all men like actively want to have sex with children, but like we're all taught yeah. that those things are desirable, and so it like makes them like learn. Like, you, bitch, you're subconsciously basically. a pedophile. Well, whether whether you realize it or not, look at yourself and try to reflect. Like on, internalized pedophilia. Yeah, try to reflect basically. on the things that you find attractive. And I mean, I feel like this is more so for like women's beauty standards, but of course this can apply to men as well. So like take a look and reflect on what you think is attractive in a, in a human being and try to really consider if those are aspects of children or an adult. I know I kind of mentioned this in our last pedophile episode, but um, one thing I have thought about with like why Hollywood is like if you think about where these men would have access to children that aren't family members like they're not going to be in schools right. like they're not well I mean some of like, them children are don't, I mean yeah some of them are but they like schools do a bigger but, yeah there's ways you know like the regulations plus you're always around other people that like yeah something and so it's like children like don't work in other industries usually you know and so this is a place where yeah they basically they can be the one in control of the situation and nobody's yeah like processing them they have a reason to like be alone with that person if they're like the boss they're like oh i need to like even just something dumb like we're gonna run over the script really fast you know like they Cause that's, I didn't even think about that part with the like alone thing, but that's a good point too, you know? And so I feel like that, that's like why, like, I don't think like pedophiles flock to Hollywood, like, but why like active pedophiles are like in Hollywood is because like they, the opportunity is there. And I don't think a lot of other things are there. Dead ass theory number one. (laughs) I don't know if you can see it access oh my god <laughs> literally oh my yes. god lo- but yeah it literally it's just access and yeah because also other stuff too like the parent like the parents not gonna be like yeah let me let this random man hang out with right. my child alone but it's like oh my child is acting and i trust this director or like my right. child is like a singer and this is her producer of course they're gonna want to like talk to her like it's not weird you know like it's just like sad i know right and and then also with like the parents allowing it too like there is also like not that this in itself is a logical fallacy like the fact that they're esteemed means that like oh that must mean they're a good person (laughs) when it's like no i don't blame parents who like you know have believed that in the past or anything and i'm sure that hopefully a lot of them are more weary now with more of this coming to light and stuff but damn yeah yeah um plus it's just insane how like there's access to them not even on the set but then like the culture of hollywood for young actors is also like so ingrained in the in this stuff and just like letting them go wild like we discussed so many child actors who you know 
were addicted to drugs and alcohol by the time they were 16 years old. Like, there's literally kid-friendly bars in Hollywood. Well, and that's, like, again, that's the grooming, like, of, like, yeah. gotta start them young. Like, if they start partying with us now, like, that's all they're ever going to know. And so it's, like, also the, like, frog in a pot of boiling water. Like, it's not like, like, if they go out for the first time and they get assaulted, like, they're not going to keep going out. But if they go out and they, like, the group, like, makes a culture of, like, see, we just have fun. We are, we're all friends. We all get along. We, like, treat each other as equals, you know, like, there's no... Because it's like if they can do older things, like go to a bar with those people, why can't they do older things like right. have sex? Right. Okay. Also, yeah, exactly. I just looked up Bohemian Grove. It's actually um, – I don't know if this is referring to the same thing, but it is an all-male membership club that includes artists and musicians as well as many prominent business leaders, government officials, former U.S. president presidents, senior member media executors. And the former, yeah, guess which? Only um, one and people of power, and you can invite guests to the Grove. It's like an encampment in California, guys. This is I'm, I'm looking it up too, and I'm seeing you know how like on Google it'll say when oh, there's man. like yeah popular times for when. Oh, no, sorry, John, no, I'm okay. cut you off. It's just like I just saw it right now, and it's just I was very startled by this. It literally. So if you look up Bohemian Grove on Google. It says live, busier than usual. And this, like, the little bar for it is, like, super high up. So I'm like, what the fuck do <laughs> Wait, they got going on there right now? Or just the search. Ew. Which one? Because there's a yeah, bunch of different. Right? Like, right. This is also, like, the name of, oh, at the club. The, the, the camp. This is Bohemian Grove, the campground that you mentioned. And it says belongs oh, to a private San Francisco-based club known as the Bohemian Club. They got a, a festival there. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Because that's so weird because there's also a bar here that's called Duke's Bohemian Grove Bar. That's another. This is like hopping back to the QAnon shit where, you know, Pizzagate. They're like, <laughs> yeah. it's at the bottom of a pizza restaurant. Blah, blah, blah. There are places yeah. that are blatantly like. This kid-friendly bar where, like, only people in power right. can be members. Why are we not infiltrating these places? Again, it's like, y'all are too fucking thick that, like, the people in power then realize you guys are getting sus, so then you're stupid right. and fall for the shit they're saying. Right. Like, ugh. Drives um, me crazy. Also, Bohemian Grove is it's particularly famous because that's where a planning meeting for the, Manha- the Manhattan Project which led to the atomic bomb. That meeting happened there. Dang. <laughs> God, literally like all the worst things literally ever. Infamous location. Like, I notoriously just saw um, infamous a location. from <laughs> like, Richard God. Nixon like, on one of the tapes from that were released from Watergate, I'm assuming, um, where he said, the Bohemian Grove, which I attend from time to time, is the most faggy goddamn thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there it is. It's, and and yep, it's so I, funny I that he's like, I though. attend it from time to time. He's like, no homo, but like, I totally take it in the butt of Bohemian <laughs> and I love it. I'll go back next week. Yeah. <laughs> Fellows, is it gay? <laughs> <laughs> Fellows, is it gay to go to I Bohemian mean. Grove? That does also, Bohemian that just sounds like, like a sex position. 
There's it does. What is or like a sexual it act? Says the preeminent camps there. So because it's like a two thousand acre area. The the camps there. <laughs> there's quite a few. The top the top ones are hillbillies, Mandalay, caveman, stowaway, nice, owl's nest, hideaway, lost angels. These are all different like role plays. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's so to join the club, you have to receive several invitations from members and then pay a twenty five thousand initiation fee along with yearly dues. And women and minors are traditionally not Yeah, along with yearly dues. And women and minors are traditionally not allowed on the premises of Bohemia Grove after <laughs> nightfall. Even the word okay, nightfall, like, what is this shit right they now? Bohemian Grove was protected by a sophisticated security team year-round. They employ ex-military personnel. They utilize high-end security equipment, including thermal and night vision cameras, motion detectors, and vibration-sensing alarms. I feel like the second... Guess, that, yeah. You said the atomic bomb, like, the, the, the mines for that the was created there? Yeah. I think literally. literally I think the second that happened and then they are like, huh, there's a lot of security around this. Why are we why is this not more suspicious? Like this is like a classic like hiding in plain sight. Literally like, gentleman's club. And it's like, okay, but also they like plan the atomic bomb. Right. So like it's not just like a gentleman's club. And you need and obviously you have to it's several invitations. It's obviously elite members. Women and uh women and children are traditionally not allowed. This is like this is like what's the, what's the what's that one conspiracy that like I mean it's related to all of them. The, the Illuminati, like they're creating the like New World, world Order, something. <laughs> a new kind world of order. Like the New World Order. This is like New World Order one hundred and one okay. up in here. Okay. Alex <laughs> yeah. Jones went there secretly, but he went there in two thousand. Yeah, I, I didn't that. even know he was like oh. doing shit in two thousand. Oh my god, he actually went there on July 15th, 2000. That's not today, but that was recently. <laughs> and he filmed them doing a ceremony that he claimed was a ritual sacrifice. Oh, of course. I know. Did. See, again, they fucking ruined like, it. They actually, like, they actually were doing a ceremony, like, but right. it's not for that. And then you have to... No, exactly. That's why I'm like, it. that probably could have been like good information to have, and then you have right. to fucking like say they were actually sacrifice. sacrificing like, a child on a tree the odds of that being true yeah the odds of that being true are so fucking slim whereas like having some weird ass ceremony we had weird ass ceremonies when we were in a sorority it's not that far fetched oh, right. you know like it's weird oh, because i don't God. think any of the stuff on this wikipedia I, page i guess for obvious reasons um talks about like claims of them doing weird shit but I'm like, come on. Obviously, there's, <laughs> there's no, a bunch of men on a campsite <laughs> and they are celebrities and people in power, there's obviously bad shit going on. <laughs> there's that and also they're definitely doing some nefarious activity. Sex trafficking. I or even saw- just like, I can see like weapon trafficking. Go ahead. Sorry. I saw that there is an Ask Me Anything on a Reddit for someone who works at Bohemian Grove. It's 12 years ago. And it literally says that Bohemian Grove is basically a summer camp for super rich and powerful white and guys scheme. to go get drunk and scheme. 
and also for and scheme i know and also for the manhattan project obviously i don't i don't know if this is like confirmed i'd have to look into it myself but like someone is saying that that's not just like where they like helped plan it like that's where like they decided to start the project at least they were just they're all drunk and they're like what if we like drop a giant ball of fire on a city (laughs) literally (laughs) they're like the guys i have a sick idea idea. like whoa hear me out what if we like took a firework but we like shot it downwards (laughs) and then blew it up times eight million and everyone's like, God, we need to do that. Where, which one of you is a scientist? <laughs> no, literally, they're like, yeah, you won't do it. Like, you won't do it. You bitch. won't. You won't. Bet, dude. Odds are, odds are, Jeremy, the you guys, bomb. Jeremy. They're all just like frap rows. <laughs> how much will you pay me if I make the atomic bomb? Are they like, how much will you pay me if I eat this chip I found though? <laughs> literally, though. I mean, they go at drunken schemes, so that's exactly what they'd be doing. I mean, yeah. I know. Also, this Ask Me Anything says that people there, um, it's a lot of them making that's jokes they about do. liberals. All right, so <laughs> confirmed no liberals That's like a literally... It's <laughs> literally like their only joke they have. Like, they really yeah. don't know. It's like the, you know, the like thing where it's like, it's a fine line between hate and love. It's like that that's fan behavior. They're sitting in this True. club that they paid twenty five thousand dollars just to enter once and you're gonna talk about liberals. Mickey, true Dude, though. Can I you just True. You I really have quote from, better to talk um, about Bill Clinton, who apparently someone was asking him about Bohemian Grove. He said, The Bohemian Club, did you say Bohemian Club? That's where all those rich Republicans go up and stand naked against redwood trees, right? I've never been to the Bohemian Club, but you ought to go. It'd be good for you. You get some fresh air. He said, "Go get touch some grass. fresh air." Wait, so what did what did yeah. he say? That's the faggiest yeah. place I've ever heard, or something. That's basically said, what Clinton go. said. I wouldn't go there, but you should go. He's like, mm, "You look like you take it in the ass, so right. you should probably hit it up." There's. Someone on this asked, "Do you see anything weird at all?" And someone replied, "Not weird as not weird, not weird so much as awesome." Someone had constructed a Rube Goldberg machine to make a martini, topped off with an olive, running down a little ramp into the glass at the end. <laughs> this literally Wait, sounds like like it's actually you, dope. I know, I know, but you know, like in those, it's actually happened in Thor. And for people listening, this isn't a spoiler. It's just like classic. Like you know how like gods and movies are sometimes portrayed as like super gluttonous and just like whatever, like living lavishly and just dicking around while their peasants are dying like that type yeah. of shit that's what this is a rube goldberg <laughs> machine to make a martini with a little olive they they're really like, this are place planned the atomic they're like, bomb how can we make a martini without <laughs> touching <real>? anything <laughs> without well we can anything. have sex at the same time oh my god, like, god no damn that it's being made <laughs> that literally is like that's you know every frat row at Miami like <laughs> has a wet dream about going. Like there. I want to use the you know, Rube like, Goldberg and make that's oh my god. I know. Did you guys hear about that shit? Apparently, it's like a secret. <laughs> yeah, that's like one Fuji's. Um, like but, no um, one knows our letters. It's a secret. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the like the martini's called the Rube Go- Goldberg. 
can I get the real Goldberg? <laughs> um, the secret turn. The other day Goldberg. when I was out um, Saturday night with some of my friends, I like went on a rant about I was like straight men are the gayest <laughs> people on the planet. <laughs> like they literally True, though. all act. They always like they literally poke each other's balls. I know. And, and they like, laugh like, and run like, away. Like, everything know. they do is homoerotic. dicks all the time. Literally, talk about and dicks they, like, all the time. Like everything, together. it's like we get it. You're gay. like you literally are taking yeah, your penis no. out and orgasming with your friends, and that's okay. Like you can be gay, but don't sit here and tell yeah. me that's not gay. Just because the other guy right. didn't touch your penis doesn't make it any less gay. No, literally, literally. That's crazy. So this is that's why I'm like with this. You know, they're like, oh, this shit is dope. It's like, no, you know, like. It is the most homoerotic place, right. but it's like right, right, right. straight guys only. That energy is <laughs> off the charts. It oh, says, yeah. okay, I know like we have to like, I have to add this other part too. It says the Bohemian Club holds an annual party in the Bohemian Grove in which members surround a 40 foot owl shrine with the voice of Walter Cronkite. I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> it's like an old ass like news anchor. Well, with the voice of him for a secret ceremony, and every Republican U.S. president since 1923 has been a member of the club. So Richard Nixon definitely was He was an anchor for CBS (laughs) for, like, a ton of years. Yeah, he was, like, the news anchor that did, like, the (laughs) Vietnam War shit. Yeah, so... We love him, I guess. He's the guy, the most trusted man in America. (laughs) Wait, did you guys ever see the movie (laughs) The Conspiracy? Yeah, yeah I've been thinking of that. They, on the Wikipedia page, it said that they like used imagery from the Bohemian Club for that. I've been thinking about that, so Me I'm not too. surprised. Because yeah, I remember before. I texted you guys. I was like, oh, you should watch this. And y'all were like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, we, wa- <laughs> we watched it together in my I, dorm room. Yeah, I remember we we watched that. We and that, I think that was when I was really high. Yeah, and I rewatched it recently and i was like why have i definitely seen this movie <laughs> <laughs> i've been meaning to rewatch it. it it's pretty good i mean it's nothing like absolutely insane yeah. but it's it's pretty good like i it's entertaining i agree but yeah um oh can i add something super quick that's like it's related to the topic and i won't go into that deeply or that I just want to add this like, because I want the listeners to hear it too. Yeah. I want to talk to you guys about it. I need to look into it myself. But, and I mean, I, I trust Allie to be saying like the correct information and stuff. I just need to, like, I, I want to see all the information because we were just talking about it. Do you guys know what's, I know we kind of briefly talked about it the other day because she was telling me about it. Do you guys know about what's happening with the trials with Trump right now? What trial? Oh, with like January 6th? Are you yes. talking about January 6th? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I I thought that it was just about that, which I knew it would uncover other things. And my mom keeps saying like this shit's crazy, and I she says that about everything related to like to hoping she's fucking she. I mean, we all hate Trump, but this bitch. I mean, oh my god, why I just call my mom a bitch? We gotta remember <laughs> to this. My mom hates Trump, which like rightfully so. So she's like, get him. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> she's like literally sick of boys. Like, <laughs> I just I was like. She's, Release the house. Literally, she's been closely following this, and I hadn't asked her because she knows I don't want to hear about it. So I haven't asked her about it. But Ellie has been telling me some crazy shit. The amount of like overtly wow, they have the Trump pants <laughs> out right now. <laughs> this is the he craziest trial you've ever seen. <laughs> 
God, okay. <laughs> she tells mom hates me more than she hates anything. I am the most hated man. <laughs> oh, man. It's a witch hunt. <laughs> Oh, okay, but the shit they're finding is fucking insane. Like the secret, they wanted to check something. Like one of the Secret Service people, like about information on uh, January sixth, and they literally said they d- accidentally deleted the text. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say that's the most recent thing because I get like CNN alerts that they were like, like it's coming out that there were deleted texts from that yeah. day, and it's like that's like, so Watergate. Yeah, it's no, literally it's like- what I said too. I I'm forgetting the other shit that Allie told me, so I'm gonna read up about it anyways. But the amount of shit that she told me, I was like, this is like, like you know, you hear about there have been a lot of scandals in general politically throughout always, and then like especially like recently in our lives. But like this is like grade A like soap opera political scandal. Like this is like even even the whole like Ivana Trump. Um, dying and the fact that she was that she was found at the bottom of the stairs and that the cause sorry, of I'm death laughing, but no but literally I, I laughed too when i heard that it's just absurd it's absurd it's absurd and and that she was like well what did you say it was uh what did, blunt force trauma yes. i'm like that is classic like your most classic yeah. story of like <laughs> we'll yeah. push her down the stairs and then it'll come up as blunt force trauma literally yeah or it's i'll hit her over the head and then like and kill her the like that but <laughs> then the yeah stairs. but then if it looks like the stairs yeah no it's just like it's like you said it's there's always been uh scandals and shit but it's like this one like literally trump like incited an insurrection yeah. like that was straight up like and people were like, he shouldn't and, like, be impeached, though. I know. They're like, um, that's like actually normal. Say anything. It's actually that's normal, and it's like, actually. It's like the fact that he didn't say anything. I remember he didn't say anything until like 2 a.m. Yeah. or something. He's it was like, like early afternoon because all morning I was in Denver and I thought I was going to be stuck out there because I, I was worried that if it like went to other cities, oh, like they would shut down travel. But like, I remember we're sitting there like, okay, Trump. And he finally fucking says something in like early afternoon and he's like guys stop stop i mean uh, <laughs> for no, me I can't, it's really so nice sexy. that you're doing this for really? me but like stop i mean like you guys don't have to if you don't yeah. want to but like stop, stop in, like five minutes yeah, yeah no guys like you okay one more round <laughs> you get one more round of breaking windows at the capitol and then That's you have it. to stop <laughs> <laughs> the news cycle moves so fast that like I literally didn't even have time to like fully process that Same. when that happened. I remember being at work and seeing all the updates, and now I'm now like thinking about it again. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck was I, that? That was at the end of. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was that Sorry. was also just like again, just a cliche peak insurrection too, to to specifically to do that at Capitol Hill. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. This is like a movie. Yeah. No. What I was going to say is that I'm like the same where it's like objectively like knew that was fucked up. But I at the end of the QAnon documentary, the last episode is called The Storm and it covers the like siege on the Capitol. And it's it's not a very long montage, but they have like a song going over like clips from the Capitol for probably like two and a half minutes. And it like got me choked up like it, it's really scary like the one clip i had seen this clip before but like the crowd is like chasing a security officer so he's running up the stairs and then turning around to because he's trying to like get the high ground to like fight them off and then like there's a there was like a video of somebody from like inside the capitol 
and like filming them at the door and then they break the window and you see the person like oh my the camera like, jumps back and they run like and I'm just like it's just like it was a really like powerful like mod like it sounds stupid and cheesy but it was like very very well done and like very sad and again it's like i objectively knew it was fucked up but like seeing it presented like that it felt like i was watching like 9-11 footage yeah obviously like i and i don't want to like diminish a lives loss at 9-11 but it felt like that like that was i think people don't because it wasn't like a mass death yeah i think people don't acknowledge how extremely like traumatic that was that is yeah Yeah. like that's like that's very that's gonna be you know i'm sure it already is in history books you know like fucking crazy jesus christ damn yeah much to think about for real the documentary i keep talking about is called um cue into the rabbit hole i think let me just double check. Just because I keep talking about is it. Is it like, I know it. you watched it recently. Is it like a newer one or did you just find it? It's from 20. I mean, it's oh, right. new enough that it right. has all that stuff. So it's from 2021. Okay. Oh, it's called Q into the storm. Okay. Um, And so it's from mid 2021. Um, So yeah, it's new. I mean, it's a year old now, but that's still new. And it felt, it didn't feel... Because I think Q, honestly, for the most part, has kind of lost steam. Yeah. Which is what he was actually predicting, that once Trump was out of the presidency and stopped fighting everything, that Q would kind of lose steam. And so it it felt very complete and, like, up to where we are now because not much has happened since. All right. Well, that seems like that's our episode for today. Um, I don't know if we're going to have any more episodes in this series, so possibly a wrap for now on this. But I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed this and it was thought-provoking and hopefully made you reflect a little bit on your own perception of beauty standards and of Hollywood in general. Um, And hopefully it makes you feel a little bit for the child actors out there because I know we just talked about Stranger Things. So go give those kids the fucking props they deserve. And I, I really hope that they're experiences of being child actors has has been positive and that they haven't like faced you know assault or predatory predatory behavior in any way i have heard that millie bobby brown's parents are um not the best with like financial wanting wanting her money basically oh really um but you know she's 20 years old now i'm pretty sure so she can do what the fuck she wants with her own money at this point but either way listen to our episodes every other tuesday on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts anything that you can listen to a podcast on okay yes all right are we ready yes yep okay bye bye